Whose kids are they? Your kids? Not so fast, say a growing number of public schools. In Wisconsin, a school district is telling parents they need to earn the right to know their child's gender identity. In Connecticut, a school nurse was suspended for disclosing that students are changing their sex without parental consent. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. We're weighing in on schools that think they are a lifeboat to save students from their gender-conforming parents. We didn't earn the right to talk about it, but we're going to do it anyway. All right, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer, and we have our Patriot guests here. We have Pastor Jason Bender, and we have Alec Rooney, Michael Moyer, and we have David Carroll joining us today. So today, I want to start with a quote made by Hillary Clinton. This one kind of shocked me because she actually said something I agree with. Oh, Imagine what? that, yeah. <laughs> All right, so she was on NBC News Meet, I guess. (laughs) She was on NBC News Meet the Press. And basically, she was criticizing the Republican Party for their craziness and their nuttiness. Those are her words, craziness and nuttiness. And she said, I don't think the average American, frankly, wants to be governed by people who live in a total different reality. And I'm like, I agree with that. The American people don't want to be governed by people who live in a totally different reality. And we know what it feels like. <laughs> we know what it feels like. <laughs> I, and I'm thinking, do they really think that the world they live in is reality and the world that Republicans or conservative Christian Americans live in is unreality? And apparently they do. And I'm like, what kind of mindset can that possibly be other than a disease you know I, and that got me to thinking i want to come up with something called gay speak because for a group of people who claim to be oppressed who claim to be a minority who claim to be uh disaffected from everything in life from employment to job opportunities to getting promotions these people rule i'm telling you they rule they there's are a, changing our language there's here. a lot of privilege going on with there these certainly people. is so let's look at this now this apparently is what hillary means by living in reality and this reality that she wants all of us to live in is actually changing the words we use in everyday common language with our friends and with our peers and with our employers. Birthing people, that is reality. Birthing people rather than mother. How about chest feeding rather than breastfeeding? Because <laughs> So men can do it, right? Yeah, so men can do so it. Men yeah. can do it. It's, yeah, not so lim- it's not strictly limited to women. You know, sometimes I guess I got to Whatever explain, those are, whatever women might be. I don't know what those are. Because a lot of Americans probably still aren't familiar with this new way we have to phrase things. And I'm like, what, what is meant by chest feeding? It's actually men, girls, who claim to be men who are feeding a baby. And instead of breastfeeding, they are chest feeding so that they are still a man. All right. Assigned at birth. Right? That's another thing we have to 
are supposed to be using right now. We see it all over the place. But here's the one, Alec. This one really gets me. I've been reading news articles, and these articles will talk about so-and-so and his or her partner. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean, the partner? Are they married or are they not married? I don't even know what the his or her part means. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so... I, I'm like, what do they mean by this? And then I would read the article and they'd say, yeah, this person's been married to that person for 30 years, but I'm wondering why they're calling them partner instead of his wife or her husband. And it all goes back to gays. I looked it up. It goes back to gays because gay couples, there are no husbands, there are no wives. And in order to make them happy, we now have to call everybody a partner rather than a husband and wife. So you can see the church is eventually catching on to this, right? And be, do you promise to love and care and for forever take care of your partner? Your yes, non-gender specific partner? Right. So now we have to change it to partner. How about having to use they, them pronouns? This is now reality. Uh, how about the word pride, Right. So pride no longer means, you know, I'm proud of something I do. You immediately associate the word with, you know, the gay and lesbian movement. How about the word gay? Gay used to mean lighthearted and happy. What do you got to say, David? It's all about normalizing the abnormal. Yep. Yeah. So the Fox News, uh, I guess, over the weekend or released this story, and they probably did the, uh, the quiz uh, to these federal agencies all last week, but they asked five federal agencies to define the word woman, and none of the federal agencies could define the word woman. Wait, so it wasn't just the Supreme Court lady? It's five no, federal agencies plus the Supreme the Court lady? The homosexual community is changing how we talk. I want people to get this into their head, yeah. that we're now having to use their words. This oppressed minority that claims that they have no power whatsoever and everybody is against them and suppressing who they are are now controlling our very language that we talk with. How about this one? Tampax now calling mis- uh, menstruation <laughs> people who bleed. <laughs> that right. sounds a little offensive to me right there I mean. next time i get a nosebleed no no and of course disney will no longer welcome the guests to the theme park as welcome boys and girls yeah, it's now just yeah. hello people so this is the reality that hillary clinton thinks that everybody who's who is sane Listen. is living in and all those who are opposed to this are crazy and nutty. And I think she really believes it. I mean, you would think, you know, the part of you wants to believe that this is just spin being put on by these wacko liberal thinkers out there. But I'm not even sure it's just spin anymore. I'm beginning to think they really believe the world they live in is reality. Well, look at those five federal agencies that you talked about, right? Now they're having to come out and they can't define what a woman is because why? They want to validate what this Supreme Court justice said, right? right. She, she couldn't define what a woman is. So now everybody on that side has to go along for the ride. I think but they, I, I don't know if, yeah, let me just finish this thought yeah. because I don't know, you know, talking about Hillary Clinton here, I don't know if she believes it, if she doesn't, but I believe, not what she's talking about, but I believe that they're all doing this for the bigger agenda, for the great reset, for the one world order. And however they get there, they don't care what it takes. They don't care what lies, what deception they have to go down that road to get there. 
were you, you going to say, Alan? Yeah, you're exactly right. That's what I was going to say. These, these, these agencies, they can define a woman. They can, but they're afraid to. They're, they know which way the wind's blowing for them. So they're going to toe the party line. They're going to they're gonna talk in, inside the Hillary bubble, as Marty's describing. Yeah, uh, but do you believe that Hillary actually believes all this stuff is sanity and we're the crazy ones, or is she just trying to convince people out there? No, this is I, virtue I, signaling one, one-on-one. But yeah, that's, that's what she, she believes. Is. It, that's, that's her world. I'm just I having such a hard time with this, you know, because <laughs> it, if you're trying to tell normal people out there that you need to start using the term birthing people instead of mother. And if you don't, you're living in a crazy nutty world because you can't accept that. No one's going to buy that. I mean, there's very few people out there that are buying into this birthing people, you know, people who bleed mentality about a woman (laughs) out there. And I don't care how much gaslighting you want to do on Hillary's part, unless you actually believe this nonsense, She's going to convince anybody that they're the crazy and they're the nutty ones. It kind of reminds me of the things you hear about the the Roman Empire, like the Emperor Caligula making his horse a general or whatever he did. Yeah. And, you know, if you're if you're within Caligula's circle, you know, if you're one of his Facebook friends, then, you know, he makes his horse a general. You go along with it. Well, that's and that's the thing is that. The more that you promote this reality, the more to your audience it will become their reality. So now, like we're talking about, now everybody has to hop on this board on, on the train that we can't define a woman because now, wow, that that kind of sounds that, that sounds good. It just became that, uncool to be able to define yeah. a woman. And now, Marty, do you have the list of those five federal agencies? Or I don't have them with okay. me, but uh. but uh, I'm just saying, like you know, let's say. You know, whatever, maybe one's the DOJ, right? So now, wow, the DOJ can't define a woman. That must be true, right? Now, everybody's on, everybody on that side is on board. Hillary Clinton, that's our, our liberal goddess. So now, wow, she's saying it, so it must be true. So now, little by little, just like COVID, right? COVID has become our reality. They pushed this thing down our throats. An investigative drug was going to work, uh, you know, what we can go down the line the mass work and now this has become our reality now there's no mandates in a lot of these states some are coming back but people are still wearing these masks whether they're told they have to or not why because it's become their reality and they're driving down the road in their car sealed cars by themselves wearing masks you see it every day I, i guess you know they finally have claimed victory when the calendars come out and it says birthing people day rather than Mother's Day. That's when you know they have achieved their goal. Oh, I'm sure they're disgusting. calling that already. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> but think about what this does to the psyche. And I, I think that is their true uh, goal here is to uh, keep telling people what they know is real is not real. And you keep saying it. And, and they control the airways. They control all of the major uh, means of communications. And they keep at the stuff that we all know is not real. And they are just going to basically depress the heck out of you, uh, making you think that you can't even speak in just proper terms with other people now. I mean, that's depressing to think that you might go out and talk to somebody and you have to deal with these terms like this. And it's not something that you actually believe in. I think it's there to just... uh, uh, 
chip away at us. Well, let's lay the blame where it belongs. It belongs on the radical homosexual community. They're the ones pushing these words on people, and these people are afraid to speak up. Now, speaking of being afraid to speak up, Mm. or should have been afraid to speak up, but I guess this nurse in Hartford, Connecticut, was not afraid to speak up. And uh, so she works at the Richard J. Kinsella Magnet School, again, in Hartford, Connecticut, and she wrote this on a mom's group. As a public school nurse, I have an 11-year-old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen identifying as non-binary, all but two keeping this a secret from their parents with the help of teachers, social workers, and school administration. Now, she ended up getting suspended. Likely, she will be fired from her job for disclosing that information. But I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, I won't give his name because of what he had to say about this, but he said if a school or some other government agency gave puberty blockers to my child or my grandchild, I would send them straight to hell because that's where they're going to go. And I would believe I'd have the Bible back in me for doing it. So I'm not advocating this, but I'm throwing it out there that there are going to be people out there thinking that it, it's my child. You're going to ruin my child's life by giving them puberty blockers, your decision, not my decision. And not only are you not over overriding you are overriding what i would want you're not even telling me you're going to be doing it in that effect, is you're, outrageous you're taking my child away from me it, and it's all part of the marxist ideal yeah we, we got two questions here one's going to go to attorney david carroll and the other one's going to go to pastor bender all right so you know pastor bender said i said his name pastor binder last week when i know it's different I know it's Bender, but it is spelled with an I, so I get confused. <laughs> and uh, my apologies last week for mispronouncing your last name. I'm Apology sure accepted. You mother. have to forgive me because, you know, that's what you do. It's all part of showbiz. Let's start with the attorney. All right, uh, David. So a parent is being denied um, knowledge that their child has switched genders in the public schools, and they're not going to tell the parent. That's one thing. But what happens? legally if a school or social worker or some doctor contracted or associated with the school gives puberty blockers to someone's child without that parent even knowing about it what legal recourse does a parent have in that situation or are they going to have to be like my friend who's going to take justice in his own hands what what do you say Uh, i think the parent has legal recourse i think the, the parent as the legal guardian of the child has a right to accept or refuse any medical treatment. Um, There are some states like Virginia, uh, like Florida now, that have legislation that makes it clear that it is a parent's fundamental right to know what's going on in the child's education. Not all the states have that, but in the case of of administering medical treatment, uh, it it is clear, I think, in every state that it is the parent's right to accept or refuse or at least have uh, a voice in what medical treatment a child is getting. All right. So are you saying that they would arrest the school administrator or whoever was was responsible for doing this? Uh, Could that uh, school administrator be arrested? No, it's probably not not criminal. Oh, it's not criminal. (laughs) 
It's, they, <laughs> they have a right under. They have a right to sue. They have a right for damages. They have a right to try to get an injunction. I don't think that there is a. It's possible. I mean, I can think of a way to do it, but uh, with uh, George Soros prosecutors out there, good luck getting a prosecutor to act. The parent doesn't have a right to bring criminal charges, even if criminal charges can be brought. Only a prosecutor can do that. But you can um, bring charges if somebody gives your child an alcoholic drink, can't you? No, not criminal charges. Uh, only the prosecutor can bring criminal charges. A parent can complain to the prosecutor. The parent can try to get the prosecutor to bring criminal charges, but the parent does not have the right to bring the criminal charge without the prosecutor going along with it. Right, right. Yeah, I get that. But, but the point I think Alec is making is that it is a criminal act for an adult to give an alcoholic beverage drink to a child and a prosecutor could prosecute or any that drug. person, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. But that's because there's a specific statute that says that. I don't know. I, you have to look at every different state to see whether the statute that says that the parent has to be consulted. But uh, I, I think that I think that every statute, let me say, every state has a statute that requires the, the parents have those rights, but whether a violation of those rights is criminal or not depends on the particular state. And I think that's unlikely and it's going to be very rare. So uh, let me get this straight. You actually have to sign a piece of paper, like the parents actually have to sign a piece of paper to release uh, medical information to somebody. But the school can theoretically just give that child a medication that will change them for the rest of their life, and it's not breaking the law? Well, you'd have to look at the law of every state, but I certainly hope that the state doesn't permit that. Although Virginia tried to adopt something that did, not giving medication, but keeping secrets from the parents. The Virginia Department of Education enacted rules to do exactly that just looking at this i mean from a moral well, standpoint hold on, because i, I want to yeah. hold off on the religious response okay. just for just a second and finish the legal argument because i have a problem uh you know I, I know what david is telling us is you know what is out there and it's the law but i still have a problem with it because if it's not a crime to get puberty blockers to your child without your consent and it's not a crime and your only recourse is then to launch a civil lawsuit that is not justice that is now putting the burden on you as a mother or father to come up with the money to go find an attorney to go then prosecute someone that did this not illegal thing it's a to your child and then hope you win it in court that is not justice at all. That is another criminal act being placed upon another parent out there saying, no, it's your, your burden. We gave this to your child. We committed no crime. If you have an issue with it, sue us in court. Go find an attorney. Come up with that money. And now see if we're going to pay you. See if we can convince a jury that you have. It's just like a double dose of wrong being given to these parents. David, go ahead. You know, there's certainly an argument that doing that is child abuse. I mean, I think it is child abuse, but in order to get it prosecuted criminally, you've got to find, you know, get the prosecutor to go along with you. All right, so here's the setup then. All right, so now you got this friend of mine who obviously would not be happy with that solution. The law says, well, we're not going to help you. The law, you know, in, in the Bible it says the government is formed to punish evildoers, 
This is evil, putting puberty blockers in your young child without your consent. That's evil. And the government's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, punishing these evildoers. And if you want to get justice, you have to take it in your own hands, which is what this friend is saying, that the burden would be on him. So if the law's not going to be there to help, what is the Bible? How does the Bible guide us through this then, Pastor? You know what, Marty? Man, just thinking about this, I'm filled with a lot of righteous anger. And um, I don't know if you guys heard about this documentary called Hillsong Exposed about Hillsong Church. But it talked about how the founder, Brian Houston's father, Frank Houston, was into the, the molesta molestation of uh, young boys. And as I'm watching that documentary with Tatiana, I think it was Sunday night, I just thought, okay, what, what if this was my child? Because there was a father on that show, and you know, he, he took matters into his hands, not violently, but he seemed somewhat calm about the situation because there was... There was some issues going on with his daughter who was probably, you know, teenager, 17, 18 years old. So my thing was, as I'm watching that, I'm just thinking about a man molesting, this pedophile molesting seven and eight-year-old young boys. And I thought, if that was my child, I don't know what I would do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now we have people who are looking to change kids' genetics and you know manipulate and slow down their puberty which is going to affect them for life so you know your friend i mean i don't know what your friend is talking about specifically in detail oh he meant send him to hell i mean you know bang bang with a bang yeah. with a shot i mean you know i don't i mean if that was my child it might cross my mind you know <laughs> cross your mind i mean your I, I, don't, I don't know if i can validate that biblically but I don't, you know, if that was my child, I mean, even hearing about these other children, because at the end of the day, ultimately, these kids are all God's children, right? So we have an obligation to steward these kids that God has put in our care well. And that's why I'm so active in the community with other people's kids. A lot of people are like, you know, why do you show up to the school board meeting? Your daughter's not in the public school system. Why? Because I care about these other children who are being harmed, who are being abused. And ultimately, at the end of the day, these are God's kids. So we're going to protect them by any means. And shame on these evil, wicked people who will go to hell if they don't repent at some point in their lives. Um, but yeah, parents are going to have to make a decision on what they do. And this is a product of us as conservatives, as Christians, as people in the church who refuse to speak up. Because we've allowed these criminals to be teachers in the schools to abuse our kids. Well, here's the known side effects of puberty blockers irreversible sterility, inability to achieve an orgasm, severe joint pain, bone density loss, compromised immune system, and memory loss. Those are the known side effects of taking puberty blockers. So if you take puberty blockers as a child, you could turn out to be Joe Biden. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. It's illegal. Ouch. It's illegal. You can't do it anymore. <laughs> but here's what the Hartford Public Schools Superintendent, Dr. Leslie Torres Rodriguez, had to say about it. Now, she's defending the school's point of view that uh, they have a right not to disclose this information to parents. Can I break in just before sure. you read this, Marty? I just wanted to clarify, bring us back to the story a little bit here. I think that this school, no one is at this school is giving the puberty blockers to these kids. This is like being done by a doctor, I believe. 
what the what the school what the story is about what the nurse is complaining about is that the school is keeping it secret from the parents and i just wanted to make sure that that was clear that we don't think that the schools are giving puberty blockers to kids. Well, That's the schools are facilitating yet. it. I mean, I mean okay, how, we can how, say how that. How, yeah, because how would the schools know? <laughs> you know, well, well, because the, the school nurse would know what drugs every kid in the school is taking, and I'm sure that this was prescribed. But who's by a who's dis- but who's disclosing that? The kids, because apparently the parents don't know. And these teachers think that this violates the students' privacy. I think in this, the parents know. In this case, it was one. This eleven-year-old female student is on puberty blockers, and the nurse. That's all the nurse says. She doesn't say that it's being kept secret from the that child's parents. In fact, I think it was that child's parents who complained about the nurse talking about their kid who's on puberty blockers. It is likely, yeah. yes. And we're not saying that, but okay. what we are saying is, is that we have to figure out when, because we know where this is going. Yes. We know where this is headed. Everybody right. knows where this is headed. There's plenty of people in schools who would love the, to give the that's puberty blockers be to the kids. Schools like you know taking kids to abortion clinics, going to take them to puberty blocker clinics, right. and it's coming. And take them to gay clubs for that. What matter. we should do as Christians is to prepare ourselves for that eventuality instead of waiting until oh it's already. Yeah, instead of responding and reacting, the United like we States, do. it's already cemented. Everybody's agreeing with this. It's too late to pipe up now to figure out what you're going to do about it. You need to start thinking about it now. And that's what this show, hopefully, is going to help you do. I'm not sure we have the answer, but we're putting it out there. It's something we need to be thinking about. But here's what is what the school superintendent, Dr. Leslie Torres Rodriguez, said. We as a school district are responsible for the health well-being, social and emotional development, and safety of all the children entrusted to our care. Now, I'm reading this statement. They are concerned about the health, well-being, and emotional development of the child while they're allowing these children to transition themselves into the opposite sex, which will lead to puberty blockers that will cause them sterility, the inability to achieve orgasms, joint pain, bone density loss, a compromised immune system, and memory loss. This is a bunch of fake hogwash. They do not care about the mental health or the physical health of these kids. They're there to push an agenda. And that agenda is to turn these little kids into future liberal activists. That's what it's all about. And it's fake to be able to say and it's, and it should be looked at that way that they're just out of their teeth lying to these parents that they're concerned and besides that i'm really going on a rant here when does the school when are they in charge of your child's health how dare them come out and say we are in charge of your child's health right, right. they're not in charge of my grandkids self or they weren't in charge of my kids self i was in charge of that my wife was in charge of that not some teacher or some school nurse anyway Right. And, and, you know, for the school to suggest that they are in charge of that kind of things, like are my kids, the responsibility of their moral upbringing and uh, their decision making is up to me. That's who's who's teaching them how to behave and what kind of person to be like. They're uh, there to teach what history was and how math works and things like that. They're not there to teach yeah. my kid. Uh, whether they should have sex with a boy or a girl or whether they could change sex to a boy or a girl. That's, that's never, has never been part of a curriculum. And it never should ever be. So these, these schools are kind of turning themselves into surrogate parents. And the, real, the really sad thing about this and what makes them able to do it is that there are so many parents 
who are willing to just sacrifice their kids and send them off to school just because it's a place to send the kids and they don't have to worry about them for a while. And this is how this kind of stuff gets started, is that you trust the schools just to be kind of this daycare, this warehouse for your kids, and then they end, they're end, end up able to pull this stuff. Yeah, and look, that comment that Marty just read from the superintendent, they're claiming that they're here for the development in all these different areas for these children, when if all they do is read the side effects of these puberty blockers, they'll see that they're actually hindering the development of these children. Right. But it's a deeper agenda here. What it is, is, is that the world right now is on such a push because we know that Satan is the ruler of the air. So Satan wants nothing more than to bring things so far away from God and his laws, his, his precepts and his ways. So if we look at this, what we're looking at this topic today with boys and girls, right? We were all made in the image of God. So they want us to be looked at like we're made less and less and less and less in the image of God. So they're going to say that we're, we want boys to be less like boys. We want girls to be a lot less like girls. And then before you know it, you have no idea what these kids are. You, you can't even identify them. And that's what they want us to walk around like we can't identify a boy as a boy and as a girl as a girl. And that's the reality that they want all of us to come to someday. And what's in it for Satan, Jason, when that happens? Glory for him, power for him, anti-God. Splitting apart the family. Exactly. All right, we got about five minutes left. I want to get this final segment in here today. And we're going to try to keep it shorter for our listeners and viewers uh, uh, because we think that the other episodes have been a little bit too long. So uh, we're going to do our best here. So we're going to squeeze this one in. And Wisconsin School District, um, the teachers have been told not to reveal a pupil's sexual orientation to their parents. So they were shown a slide. I'm going to read to you what was on that slide. Remember, parents are not entitled to know their kids' identities. Oh. That knowledge <laughs> must be earned. Yeah, that, that quote just <laughs> killed me. Because How did the school earn that? Right. <laughs> and how do they want them to earn it? Yeah. How do they want the parents to earn the entitlement to know your child's identity? Do you see where these schools are going here? I mean, they're just some of these schools are just going mad. Now, not all, all schools are like this. But we see how once it starts peppering up in these different schools, the salt then comes and starts salting all the other schools that start following the lead. Sort of like what we were saying earlier, how if the Supreme Court nominee can't define a woman, that, oh, well, all of a sudden, there's five federal agencies that can't define a woman either. Well, it's like what David, I think David said, that this is the way, or one of y'all said, that this is the way socialism works, is that they take your kids and they treat them as uh, their own, like they're wards of the state. And the state is actually the parents of them, and they get to make all these decisions. So the parents have to earn the right to it because the state owns the children. They're just thinking that way already. They're acting like that's true. Here's what Tim Norton, the Yule Claire School Board president, had to say regarding this conflict between parents and school officials. He says, I'll quote, it's a parent's responsibility to help their students become the best person they can be, to live their true self. But when those students don't feel safe at home, where are they supposed to go? I'm unwilling to tell them you're not safe at our school. And that's what this is about. It's not about parents versus teachers. Yes, it is. 
It's about students being safe in our schools and having every student have a safe place to go. So immediately, he's talking that parents are evil, they're bad, they're dangerous. They're, they're, these kids are in an unsafe environment, and schools are there to protect them from their parents. And all that might have happened was a parent told a child, no, you can't have ice cream for breakfast. And the child got angry and went to the school and said, my parents don't understand me, and they're being cruel to me. And then all of a sudden... The school feels like it needs to be their parent. I don't even think they need that kind of motivation. I think they just want to be the parent and take control. You can exploit any crack between a kid and their parents. The cracks are there; they always happen. And the school is just here's the hypocritical part of that previous statement about the school being concerned about the safe and well-being health of their students who are transitioning or want to be gay or lesbian, whatever. The superintendent of the Yule Clare School District, Michael Johnson, said this. Data shows that students who identify with the LGBTQIA plus community have a higher incident of mental health issues along with a higher sense of isolation. 87% of LGBTQIA plus students report mental health concerns. So he's automatically saying that kids who become gay or lesbian or transgender 87% of them have mental health concerns. Isn't that obvious? But they got to protect these kids from their parents who don't want them to have these mental health concerns. I'm astounded that they would actually come out. Now, his argument is, is that, well, the reason why these kids have these mental health concerns is because they're not accepted at home. So the parents are making these kids crazy. And the parents make these kids crazy, and they're giving them all this mental disease, this affliction, and they have to come to school and get a safe environment that they can live in. But at that point, the parents already know, right? They, they know their kid. So why do you then have to say, well, we can't tell parents that their kids are changing their sexual identity or becoming LGBT people? So it's a vicious circle, and they can't really have a good argument that makes any sense to me. David, as a as an, an attorney parsing through this, does any of this make sense to you? No. Uh, the only thing that would make sense to me is if you live in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, move out. Uh, <laughs> I am not a fan of government schools, and this is why. These this government esta- education establishment seems to be going full Marxist. Right? The family doesn't matter. It's only about the kids and the state. The state will take care of your kids. The family doesn't matter. That's pure and simple Marxism. Terrible. Well, it's terrible. Sort of- That's not a legal issue, but I mean, it's all the same legal issues we've been talking about all night. But uh, it's it's a terrible thing. Well, it's sort of like the state or the schools are saying: you clothe the child, you give the child a home, you feed the child, and that's the end of your responsibility because. We are the ones in charge of their future. We're the ones in charge of their health and their mental stability and the raising of that child. You are just sort of like a surrogate parent at this point. A foster parent. You're a foster parent. Yeah. Right. You know, you and you haven't earned the right to be involved in this decision of your child. You have not earned it, although you don't don't know how you earn it. You don't think right. Yeah. And I want to go, Marty, back to what you, you know, you gave that hypocritical statement by that superintendent, right? So it's just, it's the same thing. If there's a, a drug problem and we know that drug issues lead to greater chances and opportunities for incarceration, let's fix the problem. Let's get 
kids off drugs. So now if there's an 87% chance of, of mental illness in homosexual children, let's get them out of that lifestyle to the true reality, not this fallacy, not this, this fake reality that we're trying to create. But we know it's, it's all an agenda. These people are literally trying to harm kids. They are evil. And they are. the they point are. is, is government was set up to protect us from evil and it's not doing its job. We have to close out. Final words, anybody here? Well, I, I just want to say that um, thankfully, uh, not all teachers in schools are like this. And I uh, am very grateful that some of them aren't. And hopefully they don't uh, get discouraged by seeing it because they are probably doing a really good job. And um, well, that's basically what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to take away anything from from those who are doing their job They're correctly. They're good teachers. Yeah. Here's a final word from me uh, to, to piggyback off what Alex said with the family. Satan in the garden, you know, disguised as a serpent, he came in to destroy the family, the original family, Adam and Eve. That's never changed since history started, and it's going to continue. So we need to make sure that we protect our family units, our spouses, not our partners, but our wives. You know, if we have wives, you know, if, if wives have husbands, you know, we got to be together and protect our children. And we got to protect other kids in this community because Satan's coming after the kids, looking to make sure that there's no more uh, families that the way that God has constructed it. If all these kids are homosexual, there's going to be no more families, no more procreation. There's going to be depopulation and Satan's going to get what he wants. So it's up to us to be the watchman on the wall and to be that blocker, not puberty blockers, but to be the blocker against evil and wickedness. And keep your children close to you. Know who their friends are. Know who their friends' parents are. Know what they're studying in school. Talk to them every day. And because if you don't, somebody else is going to do that. And they're going to take them away from you. Okay, for those who are listening or watching, I want to ask you to share this program and this podcast with your friends. It should come as no surprise to anybody that has listened to our show that we are currently being stepped on, kicked out, oppressed, deplanked on all the podcast platforms at the moment. And uh, that should come as no surprise. We expected that and we're prepared for that. But this show is going to go on. We're going to stay here. And here's how we're going to survive and keep putting it out. And that is uh, friends like you who are watching and like what we're doing and think that what we have to say matters to Americans out there, that you hit that share button. Please hit the share button because the podcast apps are not promoting it. As a matter of fact, the podcast app we're on right now, which is Podbean, has so deplatformed us that you have to type in our entire entire name into their app just to find us and we actually paid them money to be on that platform so that's how bad it's getting out there so uh how we're going to overcome that people like you watching and listening hitting that share button with your friends and pump us up get people to like us get people to subscribe to us because we have to have voices like this out there and this is how we're going to counter it so thanks for listening thanks for viewing and we're going to see you next week next week we're going to be out of town we're going to gatlinburg tennessee so we're not going to have the fancy studio that we have right now uh, but it's still going to be a good quality equipment that you're taking with us and i think you're going to enjoy what our next episode is going to be about whatever that is we we'll be staying yet. at uh, Dolly Parton's mansion, won't we? Yeah, we're going to be staying at Dolly Parton's mansion. Yeah, <laughs> we wish. Maybe we'll have Dolly uh, on our show. We'll ask her. All she can say is no, right? I wonder if she's kidding. a woman. 
<laughs> I wonder if she's a woman. <laughs> I don't even think she has to describe, you know, what I'm pretty is. sure she is. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for this episode of Shout Out Patriots. We'll see you next week. Bye bye now.